Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, bub? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good because I, you can't see because I've already half-eaten it, but snack of the day by Adam Schmidt was the uh, Christmas tree, co- the the host- hostess? Is this hostess? Little Debbie? Maybe hostess. it's Little Debbie. Yeah, little Debbie, the, the cakes, the Christmas cakes uh, with the cream in the middle. And they're cold, so you can separate. Yeah. The when it's in your mouth, I can separate the cake off of it, and then save the save the little hardened cream on the side for later. Mm. So good. You got a technique there. Yeah, it's kind of like sunflower seeds. You ever you ever uh, get into a spot where you don't have you throw a handful of sunflower seeds and you're inside and you're like, oh, I don't have anywhere to spit these. Mm. And you got to do the old left to right technique. You got you got the right, you got the left sides, you got the full seeds, you got to pull one over, click it, eat it, and then throw the shell over on the right and kind of do a little left to right. That's that's the pro move, bud. It is. I was just going to say, only you do that because you're a professional not sunflower me. seed eater. I, I got that from a uh, former college uh, baseball player, uh, uh, cousin Eric Kaggle. Uh-huh. He was the one who originally told me when I was a young teenager, he said, look, brother, if you're going to be a pro, you got to be able to go left to right or right to left. You got to do the store. If you can't store them. Then what's the point of eating sunflower seeds? Like a chipmunk or a squirrel. Basically, yeah. I, I, I start off with one large cheek and end up with two medium cheeks. <laughs> uh, it's even harder, too. You know how sometimes when you're eating sunflower seeds and, uh, like, you've had them on the one side of your mouth for too long, so you just kind of do a little quick flip over to the other side? Yeah. Doing a flip in your mouth when one side is empties and having to separate those empties and the fools and go switch sides for both of them. That's a tough move. I'll tell you what I like is when you have the sunflower seeds on one side for a while and then you switch them over and you feel you can feel in your cheek like where the salt was eaten away at your face oh, or something that's like my that. my favorite part. It's, it's, yeah, it's nice. Yes. You run, run your tongue through that thing mm-hmm. a few times. Yeah, yep. It feels good. That's why my tongue always feels like it's going to fall off <laughs> after I eat sunflower seeds because I feel like I lick and my tongue is constantly moving in my mouth so much that it's like tore up from the holes in my cheek and my teeth and Everywhere else, it's just it's got nowhere to go. There's too much salt. There's too much. There's too many things well, wait in a there. Minute, wait a minute. No, I'm saying Did for I just my hear you say for too my much tongue, salt? for my okay. tongue, not for me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? At the end of a sunflower seed bag, brother, I'm popping that thing open and sucking down what's left. I love the end, the the ranch, the David's Ranch. When you get to the end of that, popping that thing open, and when I always make sure there's only like six sunflower seeds left in the bottom. And then I'll pop it, you know, do the bag trick with the with the with the chips, and I'll throw that thing back so it's nothing but ranch salt powder and like six <laughs> six sunflower seeds left. Why why even bother with the sunflower seeds? Uh, because it's nice to kind of roll them around in a little bit. You get some real heavy duty ones. Yeah. Of course, I don't even start chewing on the sunflower seeds. I don't even start eating them until I've sucked everything off of the one side of them. My mouth is my mouth is tore up. Yeah. I can feel the this part of my of this thing, whatever. These yeah, the backside, the backside of your I, of your cheekbones. I feel those acting up. Yeah. Uh, right now. You know what they're doing is they're salivating. They are salivating. I want some ranch sunflower seeds right now. So bad. Um. <laughs> All right, we need to get into this podcast. We got a lot going on this week. We got uh, we want to talk about the Patriots game, uh, the crazy Patriots Bills game that happened on Monday night. Uh, we want to talk about. We got our NFL picks, of course. Outside of that, Steph Curry uh, trying to make history. Um, Mount Rushmore of the greatest uniforms, baseball uniforms of all time, is going to be fun. 
That is going to be awesome. uh, interesting. Really, really pumped up to talk about that. And then, of course, I don't know his name again. Something Little. What is it? Greg Little. Tommy Little. Tommy Little. Tommy Little. <laughs> Tommy little. We'll call him Greg Little. Call him Greg Little. All right. That shout sounds out good. Greg Little. Shout, shout out Big GL. All right. So there you go. Um, and uh, so let's start off with this. First off, how was your weekend, bud? You know, it was it was a good weekend. Uh, Saturday night was a little intense. Ooh. Saturday night. Did you have basketball? We had sat. We had a JV and a varsity game that I went to on um, on Saturday afternoon. Okay. Saturday night, uh, the night before, I bought tickets to Go Bananas, uh, a comedy club nice. here in Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. To see a gentleman by the name of Tony Woods. He's been around a long time. <clears throat> uh, he was on um, he was on Def Comedy Jam a few times, and mm-hmm. he, he's been around a long time. Um, I, I we were gonna go, and we we did. Went to the varsity game, the JV and varsity game, which was, you know, 45 minutes away, almost an hour away. Got back from that. I'm, I'm coming back on the bus, starting to get pretty hungry. I'm like, man, I'm hungry. I knew we were going to eat before the show. Yep. And I'm like, all right, it's coming up, but I'm real hungry. And sometimes when I get too hungry, I start feeling sick. And so I started feeling yeah. a little ill. So I got mm-hmm. home. I started feeling a little sick. I'm like, oh, man, a little nauseous, a little mm-hmm. headache, a little like almost like a little migraine headaches behind the eye sometimes. That's what it was this time. So finally, uh, you know, uh, the, the young lady I was going with um, got to the house. I'm like, we got to we got to eat now. We were like, okay, let's just go out there, go by there, and see what's around there, and just mm. pick something. There. That's a mistake. That's Big a mistake. mistake. Big That's mistake. a mistake. If you're that hungry, bro, you gotta make it happen right now. I, yeah, I did try to. So none of we we didn't really feel like anything. We're kind of tired of all the stuff around us. But I, I, uh, <laughs> am I, I moving my legs too much? <laughs> it's okay to move your leg. It's just rubbing against something and making noise. <laughs> Sorry, um, you can hear it. Okay. I can't because I, yeah. I got headphones on. <laughs> I can definitely hear it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so so we're like, I we didn't feel like anything around us. I'm like, all right, let's hurry up and get out there. I looked actually the day before, and there's like t- a Thai place, a Japanese place, a Chinese place, that kind of stuff around there. This old boy don't eat that all your stuff. favorite stuff. Yeah, this old boy don't <laughs> eat that stuff. So doesn't eat that stuff. So anyway, um, we get out there and we're kind of driving up and down the, the road. I'm like, oh my, I'm starting to really feel bad. I'm like, oh, I got it. So we find this little Italian place, okay? Mm-hmm. And we're like, I'm, I'm like, all right, let's just go in there. So we go in there. It's, um, we walk in. There are only a few people in there. It's kind of a small place, but it's it's kind of a nice little little feel. It's a mm-hmm. it's kind of an older place. It's not like a real fancy thing. Um, but it, you know, you walk in, sit down, and they'll come and, and ask you what you want, and then they and then you can go up. Well, they'll bring it out, or you can go up to the counter and get it, or whatever. So anyway, um, <laughs> we we're sitting there for a little bit, for ten minutes or something like that. Somebody finally comes. She's like, "I'm really sorry about the wait." She's like, "We're really short staffed. Couple, like a couple people called off, and mm-hmm. plus we're short staffed anyway. That kind of stuff. It's going on everywhere." Um, so <laughs> we're like, "Okay, no big deal. We're ready to order," <laughs> you know. And uh, so I order a meatball meatball sub. Absolutely, yeah. Got meatball hoagie. Let's do meatball it. Meatball hoagie. I'm like, oh my god, please hurry. So, <laughs> she she puts in our order, and then we can hear. You know, we're we're ten, twelve feet away from the counter, and right behind that is the kitchen, and everything oh, yeah. is right happening right there. So we can hear the the employees talking, and it's 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 
S-bombs and F-bombs and all mm. kinds of stuff. And yeah. you can tell some of it is just just that's the way they speak, and some of it is there seems to be a little thing going on. Some Somebody's not happy with somebody. Oh, my gosh. Did you have a, did you have a back house fight? Back house, back house, back of bar, back of restaurant fight? No. But, oh, what a bummer. But the, but the lady then comes back out, and somebody says something to her um, as she's walking out, and she looks, and she's like, oh. And she like gives a real, and she's walking toward our table, you know, and she's out out in front of the customers and stuff, and she's like, she says something, kind of like cusses under her breath. I could see, and uh, and so she like is aggravated. Yes, I can hear people angry in the back. Mm-hmm. She's angry at our table. I'm like, boy, I'm she wasn't our, angry I'm, at your table, but no, she was no, no. angry at her table. Angry at the situation mm-hmm. or at her, just like uh, it was the. Employees. Oh, she was mad at the employees I in the think back. Okay, there was something, or they were just all frustrated because mm-hmm. it was whatever. Gotcha. So, I'm and I'm just feeling really bad. I'm like, man, not only do I feel like I'm going to throw up, I also feel like now I have to – something's coming out of the other end now, okay? Oh, yes. I, so I go into yes. the bathroom. I go into the one toilet bathroom. Okay? Yes. And I lock the door, and I, and I you know, probably uh, – I mean, you're probably talking 15, 16, 18-incher. Okay. Wow. A massive, a massive guy. <laughs> oh, you a massive please guy. Please tell me it didn't go down. It took four flushes. <laughs> Now that's including two flushes for that, and then two flushes to get the the paper. The sure, paper, yeah. I did had to do plenty of paperwork. Mm-hmm. That still didn't feel good at the end. So I'm I'm still that didn't that didn't fix anything mm-hmm. except for what what felt yeah. down there. So I'm still feeling nauseous. But I go out. And my girl's like, thought I lost you in there or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we haven't spoken about that yet. Uh, but yeah, sure, let's believe, talk about it. Believe now. it or not, I poop. See that see how long see how long have you been talking to this girl? A few months. And this is the first time pooping has ever come up? You know, I only it only came up once when she was like, I'll never go at your house. I'm like, why? Just go. Who cares? No, I'll never go at your house. I don't go anywhere but my own house, which is how I used to be. Yeah. And now I'm I'm just I'm not willing to be uncomfortable that long if it's gonna if I have to. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm so not I, willing to be uncomfortable for more than like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to drop a deuce. I don't care where it's at. You don't even have to go. Sometimes you no, go in a public I, restroom. Hundred like, percent. I'm eh, like, you know what? Feel like that, that looks like a nice restroom. I'm gonna go to this. Uh, I'm gonna go to this Sunoco in the hoods bathroom, man. Why not? <laughs> There's never a Sunoco in the hood with a good bathroom. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so I go. It, you know, it helps a tiny bit, but not much. I'm still feeling the headache. I'm still feeling real nauseous, getting worse and worse. So the 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 food is not out yet. And <coughs> did you at least get bread or something? No. Oh, no. This is a place you got to go up and get your food. So they ain't got it's, nothing like I, that. I think she was going to bring it out. But <coughs> my girl's like, okay, you're yeah, you're not looking too good. I can tell it's bad. I'm going to go up and, and – um, and get our, I guess, get our food or whatever, <laughs> ask about it or something like that. So she went up. She went up. Oh, no, she she asked for, no, s- sorry. The food came out. <coughs> food came out, and she's like, pretty much right away, she's like, she's like, let's let's get a box and just go. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I want to fight through it. Did you eat any, any of it? I, you I, still have not eaten at this point. I ate, like, <coughs> three tiny bites of a meatball. Like okay. I ate like one. So here's my problem. When I get to that point, yeah. I get so hungry 
that I'm and I get and I feel sick like that, and then I can't eat. I'm so hungry that's that I happened. can't eat. That happens. Oh, it's the worst. That's what happened. I got so sick that I couldn't eat. I thought I was sick because I needed to eat. I got so sick that I couldn't eat. Yeah. So she goes up, gets the box. I had no idea, but she paid for it at that point. So I'm like, hey, all right, all right, sweet. No, I, I, <laughs> no. but um, so so we leave, and w- at that point we decide, you know, we're just gonna have to miss the show. So let's head back home. So what a bummer. She's like, "Do you want me to drive?" I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm okay." She's like, "No, why don't you let me drive?" And I'm like, "Man, I'm, I'm really feeling like I'm gonna get sick here." I'm like, "Okay." Oh wow! I know I'm wow. worried about people driving my car and stuff. Wow. Adam drove. Adam once drove 14 straight hours to get to Cooperstown and would not let anyone drive for him through Boston, through Cooperstown, through the, yeah. through the mean streets of Boston that yeah. don't even have lines for pavement, just brick roads. And Adam never seen a man more scared in my entire life would not let anyone drive for him. This is insane. This is big steps, bud. Right. Um, and let me correct that. I was, I was going to p- try to power through it, get home. I got in the driver's seat, drove about three minutes down the road. Um, I'm like, Okay, it's it's happening. Yeah. I'm so I turn it. and I I'm trying to find a place to turn in, find this this construction place like they're building this building. Mm-hmm. It's I pull in, it's wide open. They've got equipment and stuff everywhere. And there's nothing locked yep, down. There's sure. nothing. There's no people there. Pull into this lot. It's it's a dirt dirt gravel, just mud mm-hmm. and everything. Pull in and I'm like, and I sit there for a second, and I'm and she says something and I said something I don't even remember and I'm like. Well, here we go. So I, I open the door, get out, yes. go to like the back corner of the car, and just let it out. <coughs> I just let it out. Wow. I throw up, throw up, throw up all over my shoes, all over the bottom of my pants, just from like what? splashing the ground and, wow. and coming. Yeah. So <clears throat> I do that. That's when she she's like, okay, right, I'm gonna drive. That makes way more sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, fine. So. I take my pants and shoes off real quick. Yeah, I, so I finish up getting the getting the passenger seat, and so she starts. And and by the way, I I open the car door to get um what do I like a a napkin or a, uh, something like that uh, to clean myself up a little bit with, and um and she's on the phone. She's talking on the phone. All right. And I'm like, okay, what a time for a phone call. Um, and so. <laughs> Come to find out later that night, she called my sister. Are you serious? She called my sister like, Adam's really sick. I think she just wasn't <laughs> sure what to do. She, she, I think she was like wondering if I should go to the hospital or something. Anyway, so she drives home. We get down. Some people aren't going to know where this is, but we get to we get to Montana, the Montana Avenue exit mm-hmm. off of 74. Yep. We get to the light. I'm like, we're, we're coming off on, off the ramp. I'm like, you need to go straight through this light and pull over as soon as you can. We pull over, pull over right across from uh, Putz's, pulls over to the right. I get out, walk over into the grass, almost into the woods, let it all out again. What was wrong with you? I, it was it, there wasn't a lot coming out, but I was I was heaving bad, and I was oh, some stuff. A little bit was man. coming out. So we uh, so we finally make it. I get done with that. Finally make it home. And uh, she's like, I'm going to go to the store and get, get a few things for you. You need some stuff. Yeah, get you some Pedialyte. Yeah. Pedialyte, Pedialyte, Pedialyte. Pedialyte. Yeah. Which was, I didn't, yeah, I, I called, my sister called me 
and then I called her back. I missed the call. I called her back, and that's when she told me that she called. <laughs> I'm like, really? That's weird. All right, so um, so she's like, oh yeah, you know, she should get some Pedialyte. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, good good idea. So after I talked to my sister, I called her, and she was already on her way back. Didn't get Pedialyte, but got some other stuff. Got some good stuff for you. Got some water. Got some some uh, ginger ale. And what a and gal! What a gal! Stuff. Good gal. Good gal. So um, I get home. And she she's saying as we're as we're walking up the, to the door, she's like, "I'm gonna go to the store and get some stuff." Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay." So we both walk in. I I think I sat down for like ten or fifteen seconds. I'm like, "All right, here I go again." Walk to the bathroom. She's like, "I'm gonna leave now to go get that stuff." I don't want to hear you puke anymore. Walk <laughs> into the bathroom. Start start letting it uh, out again. again. And uh, yeah, and then she, and she left. I came out and she was gone and. She came back and I asked her later. So I was like, "Did you hear any of that?" She's like, "Well, yeah, when I was leaving, <laughs> right there, right there, when you were doing it again." Like, all right. So anyway, that was my night. I was planning wow. on going to a comedy show. It changed. It turned into throwing up three times because I didn't eat anything. Wow, how insane but is that? I I went to sleep. We actually watched. We actually turned on when I was finished throwing up, and she gave me all that stuff. Uh, I I grabbed a blanket, laid in my recliner. She turned on the original Kings of Comedy. And I yes! Watched, I watched, yes! I watched most of that. I fell asleep right before Bernie Mac came on, the best part. Oh, my gosh. You missed the best part. But I fell asleep, slept slept uh, you know, a good amount of time that night, woke up the next morning. Good perfect. as gold. Perfect. That is insane. What happened to you? I don't know, man. Dude, I, I felt so sick. That's crazy because I, so, I felt so hungry. That I felt sick, but I've it's never made me throw up before. So I think it was actually food poisoning, because not for, from the meatball. No, for breakfast, the only thing I had that day was breakfast. Yeah, IHOP. Well, that might have done it to you, yeah. bud. IHOP was the one that we went to. It was it, it was a team breakfast? Hey, and where we do, had to, if you're had if to where on. do one one legged waitresses work? Either IHOP or Frisch's. <laughs> IHOP. <laughs> oh, I got that. <laughs> well, yeah, Frisch's has mutants. Hold on Frisch's a second. has mutants, too, and so does Waffle House. They have mutants all day. How have many one-legged women have oh, you? How many one-legged one have you seen? Eye patches. You uh, immediately went half with an arm. IHOP and Frisch's. Like, you've yeah, seen yeah, them yeah, there yeah, before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Oh, man. Some, some real... All right, this is a sports podcast. Let's talk some sports. Adam, you did not see Monday Night Football. I have not talked to you about it. You have purposely not listened to the radio. I have a question for you. What's your favorite thing about the uh, current day NFL? What's your favorite part of the NFL right now? If you're watching the NFL, what what makes you watch the NFL now? What is most exciting? What keeps you watching? What, what what, What is it? Uh, to be honest, it, this might not be what you're looking for, but the presentation, the, how easy it is to watch and follow the game on television. Right. So that's uh, that's TV aspect, right? All TV right. So aspect. let's talk about the actual game. Okay. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I like um, – I, I just like watching the, the best players in the world play. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, you're boring. Yeah. All right. I, so I, the no. best part, right, you love it, – it's, it's fun to see – the amazing catches, right? You get these quarter I mean. the quarterbacks now that are that are absolutely insane and sling the ball all over the place. There there are offenses that don't even that that use the passing game as as their rushing game, right? Yeah. On Monday night, fifty five mile an hour winds mm-hmm. in Buffalo. In the first half of the game, the Patriots threw the ball one time. 
<laughs> in the second half of the game, they threw the ball twice and completed one of them. He was Matt Jones, the the talk guy being talked about as rookie of the year was two or, or I'm sorry, yeah, was two for three on the night. Three passes. I did hear that. Oh, you did, did hear, hear that. that. You yeah. suck. Yeah. All right, so besides that, how about this one? <clears throat> so this will be quick because I, I don't have much to talk about this. I just thought that, that to me, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard in that's my a, entire life. It's amazing. One pass thrown in the first half. Um, and they won the game. That was I was just going to say. And they won the game. So here's the next part, right? So you get right, 240-some yards or 224, 242, something like that, yards gained by Patriots running backs. Afterwards, a couple defenders for the for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills are in the press conference and tell me if this is a fair question to ask after someone just rushes the ball for forty I think it was forty two times for two hundred and twenty two yards or something like that. Team does that to you and beats you fourteen to ten. Is it fair to say if you're a how would you feel? Tell me if this is a fair question. Are you embarrassed by what happened today? Is that a fair question? I heard somebody talking about is this, that. Is that a fair question to ask? Um, you know what? It. I think it. It is a fair question to ask. Now, is it? Is it a? Is it a smart question to ask? Uh, probably not. You're probably going to get a smart answer. This is also one of the guys. The, the, the guy who got the most upset was the guy who missed the tackle on the one forty some yard rushing sure. touchdown that happened. So, the answer is obviously yes. Yeah. Right. Is that how they answered it? Oh no, okay. they were all very very upset at the fact that the question was even asked. One guy walked off. They said, and and he just completely walked off. Said, "I come I come answer all your questions truthfully every single week, and you come at me with this or something's disrespectful." He kept saying disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, on it. I mean, it's you know. Are you embarrassed, or what, how, how do you ask that question? I Obviously, there are people that are going to be doing asking questions purposely to try to get something to happen. But I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like maybe you can word it better. But yeah, that's exactly the question I would ask. Well, how do you feel about the fact that you guys just gave up forty-two rushes, two hundred twenty? Lost the game. They threw the ball three times. Yeah. You knew exactly what they were doing. At some point in time, you have to go. Oh, okay. They're just running the ball, right? I mean, it's not like they were mixing a pass in here and there. They literally threw the ball one time in the first half and twice in the second half. They're not mixing passes in. They're just running the ball. That is it. Let me tell you, I, I'm thinking about it's not that bad a question from the perspective of what I'm dealing with right now, <laughs> coaching a, a high school basketball team. At the professional level, yes, of course you're going to be embarrassed. Now, there are people that are playing high school sports just because they kind of just want to play and their yeah, friends totally play different. or whatever. It's totally, totally different. different. So on the professional level, you don't get there unless you have some pride and you play with some 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 passion. And, like, yeah, of course you are going to be embarrassed. If you are at that level, you are there because you care. So the Buffalo Bills, this is like their year. Everybody's talking about them. Josh Allen, this was going to be a big year for them. In, in the press conference after this game, those defenders – Basically, at one point, said, "Man, we only gave up 14 points. It's not like we get, you know, it wasn't like we had a horrible game." Okay, you did give up 14 points when they rushed the ball 42 times, which just takes a billion time off the clock. So yeah, you 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 guys got beat anyway. So they're basically blaming it on the offense. Uh, the <laughs> the the coach 
the coach blamed it on the players. Basically said, if you told me that uh, we would go one for four in the red zone and they would go zero for three in the red zone, I would think we would win the game. I take my chances. The players have to execute. He blames the players. Players defense blames the offense. The offense had fifty five mile an hour wins to deal with. Like this team may and Bill Belichick the very next day. So Tuesday comes right. This is my favorite. He does a Tuesday and, and, and morning he, spot. And he, and he goes, on to Cincinnati. <laughs> Tuesday. They won. So he was pretty happy. Tuesday comes and they go, very first question to him, right? Tuesday morning, whatever the morning show is in Boston. Bill, how you feeling this morning, bud? He goes, huh, a little run down. <laughs> <laughs> Such a Bill Belichick answer. A little run down. And that was probably it. There was no explanation. Just. Yeah, a little rundown. It was a little giggle. Uh, Bill, dude, if you there are some times you, you can look up stuff. Bill Belichick's yeah, got a little sense of humor on him, bud. He does. He's got a little sense of humor on him. All right, anyway, that's it. Let's do NFL picks before we talk about Steph Curry and, and the history that he is going to create. That's right. Uh, NFL picks last week was week 13. Uh, Chris, I was, you know, I was looking at these and tallying them up and seeing what we did last week, and I was like, I went three and zero. That might be my first three and zero week all week. All nice year. job, dude! Way Thank to go! You. Thank you. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. You went three and zero too. Let's go! Yeah, uh, is it officially over yet? Chicken? Food. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah, it's almost over. So I, I finally, I got up to 19 and 20, 19 oh, and 20, almost, almost 500, almost 500. And then you went up to 25 and 14. Yeah, baby. 11 games over. Hey, yeah. you're making money. You stick with, stick with sick with it right here. You're going to make money <laughs> at least Wednesday night before the games, according to ESPN. So I had my, my best week of the season so far and you matched it. Play to the competition, baby. That's what it's all about. Boy. Playing to your competition. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's move on to this week. So, Adam, do you have any picks uh, set up and ready to go yet? I don't because we look at the spreads on Wednesday, and I have not had a chance yet to do that. So I am, for the second week in a row, and obviously it worked for me last week, um, I am going to, but it also worked for you last week, I am going to make my picks on the fly. All right, you want me to go first? You want I to go like first? I would for you to go first if you don't All right, mind. I'm going to go first. I'll even write them down. You can just look at your stuff, no, and then I'll tell boy. you what it is afterwards. All right, so as I jump on here for Sunday, December 12th, uh, and we are currently in week 14 of this NFL season, the 2021-22 slash NFL season, um, Man, I'm 25 and 14. I'm feeling pretty good about That's that. That's real good. I just feel pretty good That's about fantastic. that. Yeah. All right, so let's pick three games here. This is kind of my favorite thing to do, um, which is basically just talk through uh, making these picks every week. So as we look through this, there's some bad games and there's some good games pretty much like every week. Kansas City's nine-and-a-half point favorites against the Raiders. Uh, Kansas City just came out and beat the Jets, I believe it was, or maybe it was ja- I think it was Jacksonville. Either way, uh, they I could, t- I could tell you exactly who it was. They, um, oh sorry, they beat the Broncos twenty-two to nine. Same thing. Okay. So they came out and beat the Broncos last week. I still there's still something going on with this team. So nine and a half seems like a lot to me against Vegas. I feel like Vegas is a good enough team to stick with them. I don't know why. Don't don't ask me why. Um, I'm not taking that game though. 
I've talked myself out of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I will take Dallas minus four at Washington. I'm I'm not impressed with Washington, uh, and I do think Dallas is poised for something big. So I'm going to take Dallas um, minus four, which I I it's not a not a fun one for me to take, but something tells me that that's going to be a good one. I've been picking these Lions all year. And yeah. the Lions have been hotter than a firecracker. Finally got a dub. <clears throat> the li- they finally got their first dub. The Lions are giving up eight and a half to the Broncos, and you better believe I'm riding that Detroit train, baby. Let's go. Detroit plus eight and a half in Denver. Um, so I've taken two road teams to start this. Uh, you know my favorite thing to do is to take that home dog. So every now and then – you got to do what you got to do, and this is the week to do it. And we are going with the – I don't do it very often. I don't like picking these boys, but we're going to do it. The Cincinnati Bengals plus one and a half against San Francisco. Hooday Nation, give it up. This is the week. This is the week that old sick with it takes the Bengals plus one and a half. Adam Schmidt, I've got Dallas minus four, Detroit plus eight and a half, and Cincinnati plus one and a half. The 25 and 14 sick witted pickers are now handing over the picks over to you, Bob. Sick witted pickers. Right. Sick witted pickers. Is that anything like American pickers? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I the first one I wrote down was San Francisco at Cincinnati, and I was taking Cincinnati as well. So I'm I have to I have to make up three games every week. You to, have to, to beat you. you. You have so to. Yeah. Crossing that one out. All right. Um, I am going to take. So Jacksonville is at Tennessee. Tennessee is eight and a half, uh, an eight and a half point favorite. I'm taking Tennessee. Um, I am going to go. This is the second time that you are going to lose with Tennessee because you chose the team. Who who's missing their star player again? Ten, you took Tennessee two weeks ago when Derrick Henry first got hurt and they didn't cover the spread. That's okay. All right. That's okay. Uh, they're they're they are going to cover this week. Um, I'm going to take. I am going to go ahead and take the. Let's see. No, you took that one. I'm taking the. Ooh. Is that right? I'm going to take the. I'm going to take. No, you want you didn't touch the Raiders Chiefs. I'm going to go ahead and touch that game. I'm going to take the ooh, nine and a half. Goodness gracious. I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs. I'm actually taking the Chiefs. Um, and that's in Kansas City. And they are a nine and a half point fave. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chefs. All right. Did you know that uh, sports betting legislation is moving forward in Ohio? I did hear that. I did not know that. I have a friend who loves to gamble on sports, and he has been uh, messaging. He has been tweeting at Governor Mike DeWine for like a year now, yeah, because almost every day. I love that. I love that. You want to get a hold of Mike DeWine? I'm going to tweet at him. I guarantee Yeah, that'll get him. Yeah, just put at Gov DeWine or whatever it is. He is I'm sure there. he reads. I'm sure he reads all his ads or his mentions or whatever they call them. <clears throat> Yeah, and it's little subtle things like there will be like a, um, there will be like a thing that somebody puts like uh, you know New York brought in or or even like you know uh, uh, you know like Michigan brought in four point four billion dollars uh, last month in gambling uh, you know revenue or something like that for the state, and he would just, he'll just retweet and and tag him and say good morning or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Kind of funny. I like it. Um, 
All right, so my last pick, I'm going to go uh, the Bears-Packers, that big rivalry game. Uh, the Chicago Bears are in Green Bay, yeah. and the Packers are a giant 12.5-point favorite. I am going to go with the Bears. Whoa! Let's go that one. I was going Green Bay because I look like Aaron Rodgers. And, and um, because I, every time there's a big spread, you take that team for some I reason. Know. <laughs> I know. I'm such a knucklehead anyway those are my three you've got your three uh we will see if i can make up some ground here man i've got to start making up ground i can't be matching you good luck make it happen hey why not switch it, it jumping on the old uh on the old on the old chris train where you just kind of go off the top of your head on it seemed to work for you last week let's yeah. see what it does this week can't wait all right brother that sounds good so that means that uh, so before we move on to steph curry let's talk a little basketball yeah adam i want to know what your what your thoughts are on this Saturday, this Saturday in men's college basketball is uh, one of is, is is a phenomenal. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A phenomenal rivalry game. Rivalry game in the crosstown shootout. So my question to you, my friend, who wins the crosstown shootout on Saturday? This is tough. Both teams are are. Pretty good. They both teams already have at least one really good win this year. Sure, uh, Xavier beat Ohio State, who beat Duke, who was the number one team in the country, which tells you that Xavier should be the number one team in the country. Exactly. And uh, UC beats was it? Now I'm blanking. Arkansas. 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 Yeah. Arkansas. Arkansas. Um, or was that the game that they ended up losing after they won their big? Uh, now I got to think about. It. Go ahead. I'll tell you what they okay. did. Anyway, um, both teams have looked good. I've I've really only seen UC play like a, a half this year, and really, actually, X I've probably seen about about a half as well. Um, both teams looked really good when I saw them play. I think they were both playing it's Georgia. So. Georgia, they beat Georgia. That was a big game, and they beat uh, Illinois. No, yeah, they Illinois. beat Illinois. That's yeah. the one I'm thinking. They lost to Arkansas. They beat Illinois. Illinois is the one I'm thinking. <clears throat> okay, um, they both both teams have looked really good at points at, at points so far this year. Mm -hmm. Still early in the season. Xavier just beat Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I think because of of what I've seen and what I've I actually our buddy uh, Adam Baum was on uh, radio mm -hmm. today talking about this game and talking about the Xavier Musketeers and hearing the things that he has talked about uh, about so many different guys contributing and and having the ability to affect games to impact games it's to even take over games so many different guys can do that on their roster it's really fun i think i'm going to i i think the overall roster top to bottom i think xavier has a better roster and i think because of that and because they have you know look we're still what five six seven games into a first year a, a, a new head coach absolutely for the uc bearcats yep. first time he will be coaching in this rivalry game you know first time a couple of some of those uc players uh, are going to be in this game especially after that after such a, a tumultuous off season where john brannon the all the big all the so stuff crazy. was going on with john brannon and guys were leaving and and uh it, it was just a it was crazy and it's it's very impressive what west miller has done so far to get buy-in from these guys and, and to get some guys recruited that you know weren't weren't bad recruits um and get them playing in such a short time, get them playing pretty well. And, I mean, they beat a they beat a top twenty five team in Illinois. So, 
I'm very impressed by that. I think it sh- it should be a good game. I think it should be a close game. I I'm think it will be. And I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been working for the boys' baseball team. We've been working the concession stands. I've talked about that a few times, right? Uh, <clears throat> we worked. Uh, we've worked uh, four game, three games now, and we we were given the UC game to work, Ooh. and I accepted it, of course, because we're going to make a killing, you know, just from tips and everything, and and how much money we'll bring in. It'll be, it's the biggest game of the year, yeah. right? Right. However, I did tell the entire team, there is zero chance you will see me behind there. This game, I ain't working. I've given up three games already. I've got to give them more than that because of other – because of I just didn't go – I didn't go to the Ball State game tonight, um, which right. they blew out Ball State like 90 to 50 or something. But um, alma mater of one uh, David Letterman. There you go. So I uh, – I, 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 Definitely am not missing this. I will be in my seats. I will, I will be there when the gates open. Um, and will be probably one of the last ones there. I'll bet. I'm sure. That's exciting. So you will so you will be going in as an employee, but you will be finding a space to stand or something like that to to actually watch the game. No. No, I got season tickets. I told the guys. Oh, to f- I told them they got to figure out. I got you. They have to find you. more people to work in that thing. I am not working this week in the concession stand. That's. Right. I am going to the game. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I ain't just standing around and watching this thing. No, I am sitting nine rows up you from seat, in right. the corner. I, nine rows up, nice and close, where I can get, I can smell, uh, Nunji's cooking. Sweat. Oh, <laughs> what the rock is cooking. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Big shout out to uh, Nunji and 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 Scruggs and Colby Jones. They all signed my nephew's basketball today. Oh, after cool! The game. He got a bunch of bunch of autographs today. So uh, yeah, good for him. And shout out to the Rock, who's never signed anything for me. Uh, he did sign my bicep once. Did he? It washed off. Okay. Um, I'd show you, but it washed off. <laughs> right. signed, did he sign it in pencil? He signed. It, yeah. So. So let's move on in the basketball world. We've got uh, we've got something pretty exciting going on when it comes to the NBA. The three point shot has become um, a staple for teams. Now it is for some teams a higher percentage shot. It is it's a it's a higher percentage shot when you take into how much how many points you get for it for where the shot is than a you know fifteen foot jumper, right? So uh, that being said. The greatest shooter in NBA history, I think we can all agree on, is Steph Curry. Steph Curry is about to break Ray Allen's record for three-point shooters. Going into tonight's game, he was 16 threes away. Uh, They are currently playing as we speak. I haven't got it pulled up yet, but they're currently playing as we speak. I'm sure you'll – it's halftime. Go ahead. Yeah. How many threes does he have at halftime? He has four. He's got four threes at halftime. So it's probably not going to happen today. I mean, he can hit 12, and don't get me wrong. He can hit 12. He can hit 12 and a quarter. <laughs> and a quarter, sure. Um, and did you see the shot he took the other day in the stands, out of the stands? Yes. He's in the stands, in the oh. corner, so you got to get that height to get over the backboard, right? Yeah. And he hits it from – it's basically a three-quarter court shot from the corner behind the basket up, you know, 15 feet in the air. It's insane. The guy is – Unbelievable! You can you can see all kinds of things where he, he like as a routine he shoots from the tunnel like before he goes in after his warm up or whatever. Yeah, and he shoots from the tunnel all the time and makes it all the time. This time he got he went in the tunnel and went up into the stands and came out 
like into the stand. And I don't. What was it? Ten rows up or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was in the stands, right? Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, it's so fun to watch this guy just warm up. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. this is this is equivalent to when Mark McGuire was taking batting practice in everybody's. Yep. I mean, it's that fun people, to watch that guy shoot the ball. People get to the games early just to see batting practice for Mark McGuire. People go to Golden State Warrior games early just to see Steph Curry warm up. At five, six years ago, I went to a Pacers game and got there like an hour before the game started. Just to see him do his dribble. Yes. Just to see him do his dribble routine, does yes. the exact same thing. He does this thing in practice that I love. He has to make three threes. I don't know how many it is. He has to make a certain amount of threes from that from one spot before he can move over. But if he misses two or misses something like misses two, then he's got to go back. Mm-hmm. And it's one of it's one of the most amazing things you've ever seen in your entire life. It is the dude just he he shoots he shoots so much. He's we know how great of a shooter he is. He's the best shooter ever. Yeah. He has he has reinvented what the three pointer is in the NBA. That being said, I mean he's gonna break Ray Allen's record and he's still got another five to ten years left in him. So before we come back next week for next week's episode, he will have broken it. Yeah, hundred percent. Easily. So that being said. There are people that have transcended basketball and made the game turn into a different, uh, be played differently. Walt, um, Walt, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Walt Chamberlain, yeah. Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, with with the way they played as Ball big Russell. men. Ball Russell, Ball Russell, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and then we got we got guys like Shaq, who who that changed the game, right? The 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 hack of Shaq, you know, that is a big part of basketball now, and how dominating he was. That that was a big thing. You had to have a big guy again for a long time. That was a big part of the NBA. That is that has gone away um, due to the fact that everybody has to be able to shoot. Yep. KD is kind of a transcendent player, right? Like. To be able to handle the ball, be seven foot tall, get any rebound you want, block shots. I mean, you can, he does everything. What Steph Curry does at the three-point line, insane. Change the game. Where do you put Steph in the history of the game? Is he top five? No. Okay. Is he top ten? I agree with you on that. He's not top five. Is he top ten? I don't think I can put him top ten yet. Okay, give me ten. Give me ten guys that are better that that history wise are better than him. So you got Michael, 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 <clears throat> LeBron, LeBron. You've got uh, what about Kobe? Uh, as a, and it, okay, yeah, okay. As a let's to- let's as a forget total. let's forget Kobe for now. Let's okay. just keep going. Magic. Yeah, I'll say Magic. Bird. I would say Bird. Um, I would say Bill Wilt. Russell. I would say Wilt. I would say Bill Russell. You say Wilt too. So yeah. I was listening to so a lot of people had Wilt off their list. I was listening to some stuff about this. They took Wilt off just for the fact that he couldn't win, like because of, of his thing. So, well, neither could Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Gary. They're Payton. not. Are they in your top ten? No, none of those are in your top ten. No. So that but, I understand what you're saying, right. but none of them are in your top ten either. Right. Okay. But Wilt Wilt transcended the game maybe more than anybody because he was the he he's still probably one of the most athletic players to ever play because he and not just for his time if you his sure okay all of his all the measurable things I, i'm totally good with having wilt in this hakeem olajuwon you're gonna put hakeem in i easily put hakeem in hold on let's see so we did michael uh we did lebron we did magic we did larry larry we did wilt we did 
Hakeem, Bill Russell. Bill Russell. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's seven. Um, now, what about a guy like Shaq? Is he top ten? Uh, man, it, I don't. I don't think I put Shaq in my top ten. Most people think I'm insane, but um, as a matter of fact, is Joe Leonard on? He's going to say he I'm insane. Probably will. Um, he probably is saying it right now. <laughs> I don't put Shaq on. I, I I was not a fan of Shaq's when he was a player. I love him now. Um, just because you're not a fan of him, I'm talking about. No, I know. I, I just I think he was. I think he's more celebrated than he deserved just because now he put up huge Why? numbers. He won Have you championships. Seen his numbers before he, yeah. if you take out from the time before he left and did the Boston Cleveland, uh, that whole run of weird teams he did at the end, he averaged, he averaged 27 points a game mm-hmm. for the first like 10 years of his career. And, and, and rebounded more than I remember too. I, I remembered him not rebounding as much as I, uh, as I thought he should have, and then I sometimes I look back at numbers, and he had games where he had you know twenty some thirty eight rebounds and yeah. twenty or thirty eight points and twenty rebounds or something like that. But anyway, um, he's actually said he didn't rebound as much as he should have. But um, okay, so you didn't I, like Shaq, so I, you're not going to well. Him and on I, that. I think he got away with a lot of stuff. I think he got away with offensive fouls all the time because he was so big. Um, and and I think that's a big reason why people had to play different. That why he changed the game and, and at that time and forced people to have big guys to try to guard okay. him. And so stuff. we're not putting. So you don't want to put Shaq on there. All right. Shaq. What about KD? Um, man, that's really hard. I, it's it's hard because a lot of people say he's the best player in the world now, like over LeBron. People put him over LeBron. I yeah. don't know if I do or not. Um, I mean, at this point in their career, he's a better basketball player than LeBron is. Yeah, right now, especially this year. Yeah, um, I by the end of his career, yeah, he will be. I'm sure he will be top ten. All right, so we'll give. So we'll make that eight. So that gives you eight now. Um, all right, so give me two guys that you would put over Steph. Uh, you okay? You got Jerry West. You got uh, yeah, Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor. You've got. A you million, start naming some people. Guys. I mean, there, there's a ton of really good guys. Isaiah Thomas. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Isaiah, I think, is an underrated for how good he really was. You got Tim uh, Duncan. You got Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, uh, you know. Tim Duncan, Garnett, the big fundamental. I put him yeah. in the top ten. Yeah. I'd put him up there. I'd put him on that list. Maybe not. You know, Maybe. You know, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, I love Tim Duncan. Um <clears throat> You know, Clay Thompson. Apparently, he thinks he should be in the top top ten. <laughs> he thinks he should be in the top seventy five for sure, all time. But, um, I may. You know what? Maybe this is where maybe maybe Steph is somewhere in that ten range. Maybe he's somewhere in that ten range. Um, I I if I sat down and looked, I could come up with. I, I could take it either way. I think. I think I, I could make a case saying, for. What I'm saying is, you can make a case for a lot of guys, but look what Steph has done in yeah. how sh- in just what he's done short in in just such a short part of his career. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, he's he, he's he's got two MVPs. Or something like that. Yeah, he's young. Two MVPs. He's got three championships. And um, if you can shoot, you can play for a long time. Yeah, that's right. And he started. I'll tell you what. He started. Uh, pretty much right away. I mean, I think a lot of people were still saying way too small. He plays for a small school. It's not going to translate to the NBA. And that dude got as good as he was at Davidson, just got so much better mm-hmm. after he got to the NBA. And he's just a natural born shooter. And um, 
Yeah, man. I, maybe he is. Maybe he. Maybe I could put him in in the 9, 10, 11, 12, right in that range all time already. And obviously, like we said, number one easily best shooter of all time. And I think all the so great shooters, you, Reggie, so here's Ray one, Allen. Here's one that we forgot. That There's two that we forgot that we need to put in there. Okay. Kareem. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, Kareem's Kareem, top five. Kareem has to be top ten at least, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then you've got Kobe, mm-hmm. which we mentioned, but we didn't say he was in there. Yeah. Kobe, Cody, need, Cody's a better – Cody's, Cody's better – He, I, I put Kobe higher than I put Steph, right? Okay. Wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. Or you I think mean, the way that they play their – I mean, their games – we're not talking about if their games are the same. We're just talking about – uh, as a player for your your team, what you do for your team as a player. Yeah. He did. He had as much of an impact on every Lakers team, even the ones with Shaq, as Steph has, uh, you know, w- with his team. How about Oscar Robertson? <sighs> yeah. I mean, Oscar, I think, only won one championship. Um, but he was he was the best all-around player probably at that time, maybe. Um so Steph's, like in, Jerry so West. Steph's in the conversation. Steph's in the conversation for sure. For sure. I, I'm, Top I, 15, yes. I am amazed in what this kid does. It's it's it so is, great that we get to watch him. You, We're alive right now I'm while tell, he is playing like, basketball. Clay Thompson might be the next best shooter. I'm sure there's oh, mm-hmm. somebody else that's probably out there. They happen to be on the same team. But I'm going to tell you right now, he is a 100 times better shooter than Clay Thompson is. And and I do think Clay is the number two. Be- is yeah, the and I'm best not saying that Clay. T- and that's what sucks about doing these kind of things. Like we're 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 talking crap about Shaq <laughs> and like talking these guys down. We're talking about all time greats here. Yeah, we're really just trying to compare and, and and figure out where Steph fits in with those guys. That's right. really what we're doing. But um, by doing it, we kind of we kind of crapped on Shaq a little bit. It's well, always, always going to sound like that. I I I crapped on Shaq big time. I mean, yeah, that that that. Two footer that I had on Saturday night. That's I put that on him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's so gross. That is, but I love it. it. Well um, done. Yeah, man. I, I the 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 idea here is that Steph Curry is unbelievable, and we've talked about him a hundred times on this podcast. We talk about him all the time. I feel like, but he is approaching. You know, he was sixteen. I think you said it. Going into tonight was sixteen three-pointer short of breaking the record and he has four at halftime already tonight so yes he will be in the next he was asked he was asked about uh what are the chances of him breaking it t- a couple days ago and he said eh, anything can happen the yeah. record is set by his teammate who had clay thompson has 14 in one game right i'm telling you right now there will be a game one day one day it'll be a random middle of the season game and steph's gonna go out and hit 16 just just to keep that, just to have that record, he needs to hold every single three-point record there is. He needs to. He have, will. He needs to hold every single three-point record there is. He will. I don't know if he'll have the highest percentage all time, but besides that, I, I, you know what? I'd love to see where he stands, uh, three-point percentage right now overall, because for as many as he takes. Brother, it still goes in at a forty clip, and that is insane. Yeah, to yeah. be to put up to put ten of those, twelve of those up a game or more, probably more, and to be at a forty percent clip. Shoot, are you kidding me? That's insane. 
I think he shot 12 already tonight yeah. at halftime. There you go. All right, <laughs> so he's he's gone in for it. Buddy. He's just <laughs> below. He's just below uh, the 40 the 40 percent clip at that point. But still. But to put up 12 and a half, that's a bunch. Yep. Hey, you know what? I'll, hey, but for Steph, all it takes is for him to hit two in a row, and he's going to hit seven in a row. Yeah, it's just the way it works. Yep. And the guy hits him from everywhere. All right, so that's the Steph. I I wanted to talk a little about Steph. We'll check. We might check back up on that uh, before next this. Week. Yeah, next week we'll 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 get a little deeper into how far he is. Once he breaks it, it's like okay, that was really fun, but he's gonna double it. So <laughs> he's gonna. You know, it really could end up be, now that it's not gonna be because the three point shot is so so much more relevant than it ever was before, and yeah. everybody is shooting a ton of threes now. There will be somebody that will probably break his record in our lifetime. I think. I don't but think so. You don't think so? No. So you think it's like the the John Stockton assist record? Like it's five thousand assists more than anybody else yeah, has. Yeah, I think that's where it'll end up. I think that's where he'll end up three point wise. I think that you're gonna. I think like I I do think there will be a hundred people that break uh, Ray Allen's record that, that, that'll that, go that's over insane. Ray Allen and end yeah. up you know and beat that. I think that record that is so far in the past that is. NBA is so far past that and is so deep into the three-pointer right now that you're going to have seven-footers, you're going to have stretch forwards that aren't known for shooting the three that are going to end up with more threes than Ray Allen in their career. It's just how it's going to work. I mean, it's it. it I mean, Luca's going to beat it probably in the next five yeah. years. You know, what I mean, there's be a ton of people that are going to go over that just because of the way it's shot. I mean, Reggie Miller, what he shit. I think there's somebody somewhere they said he averaged. There was one season he averaged like three point two threes attempted in a game for a season, <laughs> and he's considered one of the best three point shooters ever. But they just didn't do that back then. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. It, yeah, I don't. But I no, I do think what Steph Curry does with the basketball is beyond what anyone else can do right from now, behind the sure. arc. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, so let's go on to our Mount Rushmore of this week, which was MLB uniforms, the all-time top four, your top four greatest Major League Baseball uniforms. Um, all-time. 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 Best ever. What do you what do you like? What Am you, I going first on this or are you going first on this? I, I invite you to go first unless you really want me to. No, I'll go first. Um so there's a lot of really as as I was going back and looking at this, dude, there's like I, I don't know what it is about the seventies and eighties. Yeah. But there were so many good unis in the seventies and eighties. The the royal baby blue, the royals all baby blue, which they still wear from time to time now, but the all baby blue that they would wear the uh we talked about this kind of those blue like the cardinals when they were when they wear them blue the blue oh my god that's on my top that's on, that's in there the cardinals baby blues are on there uh phillies baby blues obviously were awesome too um all these from the 70s and 80s it seems like you've got uh the pirates and it wasn't so much the pirates unis as much as it was their hat the hat was – that's the, one of the greatest hats of all time. The pillbox hat, right? Yeah. It, yes. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, you've got the Astros, and I'm so overworked. I think it would have been the Astros if you would have asked me this 15, 20 years ago. I would have said the Astros, the old Astros unis for sure. Nah, I'm, man, I'm so over those now. It's not even funny. Um, but as a – just, just uh, for me, I, I've got the, the, the Cardinals baby blues on there. 
Um, I have the Reds, all white, 1990, that, that you know, late 80s, early 90s, the all white. I think that is, is plain Jane, and it's iconic for me because it's the only World Series I ever got to see the Reds win. So that's obviously huge for me. Um, so that's a, that is on the list for me. Um, I've got um, – I got to go back and look. what. It, the, so the other one is another – because this is my Mount Rushmore, the all-white Boston Red Sox uniforms they've worn for 100 years, mm-hmm. and they still wear to this day yeah. with no name on the back. Just a number absolutely positively has to be on there. Okay. Uh, the the old White Sox uniforms, the old Expos uniforms, the uh, – I mean, you can go through. There's so many of them. And there's then there's weird uniforms that were out there. Like the White Sox had a, had a Stars and Stripes uniform back in like the 20s or 30s or something uh, that I was looking up that looked pretty cool. You have the old uh, Cleveland, or just all of them, that when they wore like the cotton, like thick cotton with a collar on them, like the old, old, old school jerseys of just yesteryear, not necessarily a team. I love all that. I love pinstripes. I love the White Sox pinstripes. I love the the Yankee pinstripe. Like the Yankee pinstripe is as classic as it gets. I hate the Yankees, but there is no more classic uniform than the Yankees pinstripes. Agreed. So I have to put the Yankees on there as my number four. Okay. All right. So real quick again. So I've got Yankees pinstripes, white pin, the white pinstripes, mm-hmm. uh, because their grays aren't pinstripes, I don't think. Anyway, they're white no. pinstripes. Uh, the, so the home Yankee jersey for the last 100,000 years. <laughs> the home uniform for the Boston Red Sox yeah. for the last 100,000 years. And um, the baby blue Cardinals, I love it, but only because they wore it so little. Like I feel like there's a ton of pictures of Philly with it, and obviously the other teams, that was their colors. But the, the, Car- the Cardinals and then the 90 Reds, that, that 80s, late 80s, early 90s Reds, all white, um, love it. Well, what I've learned most from this is that you and I have very similar tastes. <laughs> because <laughs> I almost put the Yankees pinstripes on there. You didn't put the Yankee pinstripes on. Oh, man. I didn't. Um, I, this turned in, when I was looking through old uniforms, uh, or all uniforms, this turned into me. I, I changed it to an all-baby blue uniform is that what you did i love those yeah everybody that has used them they look look awesome. slick that's a we our baseball team for fall ball this year we're right we were we're okills right black red white that's that's a team that but for i got to choose fall ball so i went baby blue like we had baby blue uniforms this year for those reasons because they look so slick <laughs> it looks so cool and to me all from all the all the blue uniforms that people have worn and I love the Royals. I love the Blue Jays when they wore them. The Twins wore them uh, for a short time. Um, the, the the Phillies, of course. The the Cardinals. Up, up, like at least half of the league has has used those uniforms before. For me, the Phillies are the one that look the best to me. And I, you know, we the the one that you think of the most is like either either Pete Rose or Mike Schmidt in the uniform in like yep. eighty in the when 80s. they won the series. Yeah. yeah, when they won the series. So um, I love. I maybe it's just like the way the maroon 
contrasts with the blue or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. For me, the Phillies blue looks the best. So I've got the Phillies blue on there. I went ahead and put – I looked through everything, and I'm like, you know what? I know it's kind of hack, hack now, but I did go ahead and put the Astros. And, it, and it's, it's so ugly – that it's that's the whole point awesome. is because of how ugly it was. That's right. why everybody loved right. it and everybody did it. Yeah. And here's what I love. The, here's what I love the most about that though. It's it's a, it's funny. It's so ugly. It's funny. So I like that. The giant number on the right pant leg. It's the best part. <laughs> it's, so, it's the best part. It's for so sure. funny. For I sure. I love that. So I put that on. I put the Phillies blue on. The nineteen seventy six White Sox wore shorts. Oh jeez! They yeah. wore shorts, like navy blue shorts, yeah. and their jersey had a giant, like triangle collar. Yeah, a giant collar. I feel um, bad for those guys. It's so it looks that so was strange. Some of the worst White Sox teams in the world back then. They had the that was the disco. Have you ever heard of the disco? Uh, whatever the the game where they were giving out. Uh, they had everybody bring records or so. I can't remember what it was, but it turned into a giant bonfire slash. Like like riot inside the stadium. It was the worst thing to ever happen, and it was all back in the same days. They were doing everything they possibly could just to get people to the stadium. Yeah, and they had to do these ridiculous uniforms. Uh, it's so strange to look at pictures of Major League Baseball players playing a game wearing shorts. Yeah, um, I put them on there. <laughs> <laughs> and. This is the worst. I loved your Reds. The Reds, you picked the white, the Reds white from the like 80s and like maybe late yeah. 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Right. Um, yeah, through, it was great, late 70s. I mean, all the World Series that they won, uh, at least the, the 75, 76, they had the white. I mean, in 72 and 70, when, 70 and 72, when they were in the World Series, they were wasn't exactly the same it wasn't like quite the polyester up, right? yeah yeah and it wasn't quite the polyester that they had yeah, in, yeah. The, in the late 70s so for me so i took the same thing but to, to me there's something about the road grays in that uniform oh, that yeah over. yeah it says cincinnati across you well, know the the home just has the reds logo i like that that the red cincinnati across the front and the gray i just think it looks so good have we ever talked about you go back and look at uniforms like uh, baseball uniforms and all the road uniforms say the city's name across the front. Yeah. And all the home uniforms the say mascot. the, yeah, what the mascot is across the front. Yeah. I think that's the craziest thing. I didn't notice that until a few years ago. Somebody pointed it out to me. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, is that everywhere? And sure enough, it is. <laughs> yep. It is. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, some other ones, um, well, the Braves were another one that had cool blue uniforms. Yeah. I think of Dale Murphy yes, in that blue uniform. Yes, yes, um, yes. Yep, Expos, Hank Aaron in that blue uniform with yes. the with the hat. I got that. I have that old Braves hat with the the white in the front. And the, that was more of the the it was like navy, the, but they had a blue on it. It was like a, a cursive A. Right? A cursive A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I love those. It's uniforms. like a lowercase cur- cursive yeah. A. Yeah. Too. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I loved. I almost put that on there, and I almost put because like the Braves, because they had that, and then they changed. It was like, it was like, um, it would say like Atlanta, and it was like in a different font or something like that. They changed a little bit in like the Dale, Dale Murphy era, mm-hmm. and but that that blue was really cool too. Because um, yeah, like the the Hank Aaron one had like, dark and it was a dark, and it was it was, and it was blue. It wasn't baby blue. It was yeah, blue. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so many cool. I mean, I had fun going back and looking at all the jerseys. I mean, I knew the Astros one. Everybody, that's the one everybody thinks of. Yeah. But yeah, looking at all the blue uniforms and and just some of the other some of the other ones from over the years that that people did. Like, so oh, what we man. figured out here is that Adam went with the craziest things he could find, yeah, and I went with the. I don't know. I guess Except I went off. I, I went off with the blue. Yeah, I went off with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really you're, right. Like. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. I won't give you that much crap for it. Yeah. Give me all the crap you want. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, that was really cool. So we are moving on now. Let's move on. Yeah, Little. move on to uh, Tommy Little. Tommy Little. Tommy Little, I'll show myself out. I'll see myself I'll out. I'll see yeah. myself out. Um, I'm just impressed that I got that close. That was really close. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let me hear your, your thoughts on Tommy Little. This was well, your, I get to go first again. Job. All right, I'll go first again. So I day, I was intrigued when I found out the dude was Australian when we first started, when I first picked him and uh, thought it was really good. Um, I... I'm not. I don't. Apparently, this dude must be. I feel. I don't. I don't want to say Kevin Hart ish, but I feel like he must have been pretty. Must be pretty big in Australia. Yes. He's got a TV show. He's been. Asked, he's asked to go on these panels and all. He, he must be pretty big in Australia. And I get it. This dude. I laughed pretty hard throughout this whole thing. There was a lot of. I. This dude was good. I would hundred percent suggest you to watch uh tommy little because and and i didn't write anything down because i was most of the time i was watching it while i was not in a position where i could write something down driving we'll just leave it (laughs) we'll just leave it at that um however however he had that the 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 sexual encounter thing about being vanilla and what happens to him after that getting peed on is kind of funny uh uh parachuting the parachute story had me laughing the entire time. I did not stop laughing through the entire parachute story. Uh, the the Christmas bonbon story ended <laughs> nothing like I expected it to, but ended up in. He even said in context, you have to take it in context, and in context, the way that joke ends up is hilarious. She eats the piece of paper, uh, cracks me up. Um, and he ended. He did the heat. That was the joke. I mean, he came back to that and ended the whole thing on it, um, which was good. I think he. There was only one part that I he could have taken out when he came back to the panel thing again. Mm-hmm. Like he ended it and he didn't really finish it, and then he came back to it. I was like, eh. I think he did that just so he could roll the taco thing back in. Mm. And I didn't need. I didn't, I could have done without that. It wasn't that great and you know whatever but then i got it that he was not only just rolling the taco in he was rolling in the very end of it which was tell us a joke which goes back to uh woman with no leg joke so yeah. uh i gotta tell you man i liked it i was i laughed most of the time throughout this entire thing i thought it was super funny um i would definitely suggest this to anyone out there and i gave it a 3.8, almost a four. I, I I don't know why. I feel like I could have given it as high as a 4.2. Really, I mean, it was it was as good a comedy special as we've seen as we've seen here in a while. Yeah, um, I I 
agree with you. Uh, that was like the biggest impression I got is that I feel like this guy was, is much bigger in Australia. Oh, than, yeah, obviously. Yeah. We, I, we didn't know anything about him. Man, he was talking um, about two different shows, TV shows he was on. It was like America's Funnest Home Videos or something like that. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's, or it was, yeah, I think it was Australia. No, he grew up watching Australia's Funniest Home Videos. But, yeah. oh, that was another one, the, the monkeys. That was good, too. I was laughing <laughs> yeah, at that, too. Anyway, um, so and he's a he's a, a young really good looking guy and and he has the he has the look and he has the the energy and the and the stage presence and all that kind of stuff and you could tell by the way the the crowd is reacting um he you can tell that he's big there um the we've we have watched some specials with crowd work that we were like I, okay uh, uh, yeah he did a lot of crowd work here. Um, it was way more than we've ever seen in a special. That's I think it was more than we've ever seen. It was more than Big J did. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, we've we've seen some that there was quite a bit. I feel like, but yes, there. This was he did a lot. He actually opened it up for questions, which is yeah. usually the opposite of what a comedian wants. Right. Um, but. He did a pretty good job with that. It, some of it, I was like, ah, crowd work, okay, whatever, you know. You hate crowd work. I, I'm not. I'm not usually a fan. You have to be really, really good at it, and not a lot of people were really, really good mm-hmm. at it. He wasn't too bad. He wasn't. Amazing you know what I like it. about it? He didn't make fun of anyone. Yeah, he did. He, you're right. He did keep it pretty. He he asked people stuff, and it was part. all positive the whole time. It was good on you, good on you, good on you. I mean, he said that a million times. But he would take what they said and make a joke about it, and he did a good job at that. It wasn't like let me pick the ugliest dude out here and start telling everybody how ugly it is. Like that's too easy for me. For some yeah, crowd yeah. work like that is like that's too easy, man. Like anybody could do that. I could I could stand up, sit up on a stage, and tell the exact same joke. In five different uh, attempts on, you know, in five different days until the exact, and just find the guy out there I want to tell the joke about. Yeah. No, nah, man, he took what people were talking about and asked questions that, you know, like this whole, the whole get laid thing or you get laid, I think is what the carpet layer was called. Oh, and that yeah. was, I mean, he took that and did a good job with it. It was, I thought it was all really good. Yeah, he, he wasn't too bad at that. Um, and yeah, there were, I, most of his jokes were, I felt like, not bad to good. I don't know if anything really cracked me up. Oh, I was laughing pretty hard. I don't know that anything I was like, whoa, that was really, really good. Or um, I don't think I laughed out loud Did very you watch hard. this the, the same day you, you uh, were sick? No. Oh, okay. No. I was making sure you were in the right state of mind. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I watched it twice. Close. I'm, I actually watched it twice. Did you? We're, we're usually pretty close. I'm ready for you to bring, give this a pretty low score now. I gave it a 3.2. Okay, that's not bad. Not too bad. That's not bad. Um, so anyway, I, and I'm with you. It's I, just over the middle. For I you. wouldn't tell people not to watch this. Yeah. You know, give him a chance, uh, and then he. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he probably already has, and he probably will as he as this picks up some steam because this was just from this year. Um, he'll he'll come over and do shows in America and and probably get popular over here too. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So um, that was good. All right. So not bad. Tommy Little. Tommy Little. There you go, bub. All right, so that means that you get to do both the Mount Rushmore. We're back on this track again. Uh, This is no fun. That's okay. Uh, Back to you got the Mount Rushmore for next week, and you also have the – what is the last thing that we talk about? Oh, we just did, the comedy segment. Comedy. I have both. I have both. Um, The comedy segment, we're going right back to Amazon Prime Video 
And nice. we are going to a special that just came out in July of this year. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Lance Woods. Ooh, Lance, Lance Woods. Woods. It's called Undeniable. Undeniable. Like We're going to check this guy out. And for the Mount Rushmore, your Mount Rushmore of Christmas songs. Oh, here we go. Christmas song, Mount Rushmore. All right. That should be a good one. I mean, you can do it like this. You can just say Jingle Bells, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Or you can say this version of it by this artist. Because I know I'm going to have a couple of those. Like, okay. Specific. So, like, uh, so like you can say uh, St. Dominic third grade music class uh, version of... Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Cowboy, I'm or Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. It it's kind of sucks that you're that you already gave away one of mine, but um, yeah, yeah, you can put that on there if you want. <laughs> um, Did you yeah. guys ever sing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Cowboy? I, uh, no. Had a very so. shiny gun. No. And if you oh, ever can't say used gun it, school. can't say gun. You would something something and run. Never you, heard that one. No, we used to sing that in grade school. I wow. can't remember the whole thing. That, but but you, I, I mean, mean, the you, Batman smells. You can't sing that in school anymore, right? You can't sing "Had a Very Shiny Gun." Yeah, I'm pretty sure we couldn't sing it back then either. But oh, I mean, maybe we. It was probably it wasn't. I mean, like back then, the teacher was probably just like, "All right, all right, stop, stop, stop." Now they're probably like, "Whoa, that kid needs to go to therapy." Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you have a music teacher in grade school that was there like pretty much the whole time you were there? Yes, Mrs. Collenberger. Yeah. Mrs. Collenberger. Yep, Mrs. Okay. Collenberger. Sister Margie. You had Sister Margie? Sister Margie. We had a nun teach us music, yeah. Mrs. Collenberger, you walk in there, and she just start banging on that daggone piano back here. That's, she just loved to show off that she could play the piano. Yeah, good, yeah. yeah, Good for you, lady. Sister Margie, too. And I, I was just thinking about this actually the other day that is embarrassed because I'm, I'm, I'm dreading singing in front of you and Andre since I, so since I already great. lost that bet. I'm thinking about it all the time, and I was thinking about being so embarrassed in front of you guys, like people I'm close to, and I had to sing in front of my whole class. Like we had to take it was like a test that what? we had to take once you had in to a take while. A singing you test? had to sing solo in front of everybody. Oh, that's man, that is really putting you. I don't, I feel like you can't do that in school anymore. You give some kid anxiety, and he's gonna be on meds the rest of his life. I have anxiety now about because doing of it, it back then. See, that's what I'm telling you. I wouldn't. No, we never had to do that. I mean, we had to play the recorder by ourselves sometimes. Yeah, we had to do that too. But we never had to sing. She did the... not want us to all to sing one at a time. I would think that would be terrible for her. Yes. Um, did you guys ever play the melodica? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. We had a bunch of weird stuff back in the back that every once in a while we get to go play with every now and then. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it was the recorder and singing song, getting ready for whatever singing thing you had going on. Yeah. Yep. Although, you know, now now in grade school, they got kids playing like trumpets and stuff like that. Like in grade school, like my, my nephew, I think, plays a violin or something like that or viola or one of those weird things that's, you know, one of them tiny guitars that you play on your shoulder um <laughs> but uh no man i was i was <laughs> buddy of mine uh <laughs> a buddy of mine put on the old chat snap uh the other day he was at his daughter's uh christmas production Brutal. and Brutal. i am not gonna lie to you and no idea what the song was <laughs> what christmas song was being played zero idea 
I, I, I honestly went back and watched it like seven times just to try to figure out what Christmas song was being played. He did it for, I mean, you know, he's one of them dudes that'll, he'll snap out a whole, oh. a whole song. Yeah. But, great. uh, yeah, it was, dude, I could not figure out what Christmas song it was. I had no idea. I mean, it wasn't Frosty. It wasn't Jingle Bell. I mean, maybe it was, but it didn't seem like it. I Those, when you got into, you know, you would do those productions, especially around Christmas time and stuff like that. And then you got into like seventh and eighth grade and like the boys were too cool. Like I was one of those. I was like, no, nah, I'm too cool to sing. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of mouth the words barely just so that I don't get yelled at for not singing. Uh-huh. But too cool too not cool me to dude not me no i <laughs> loved it i used to sing at the i was probably the loudest boy worst probably but, but also loudest but were you doing that ironically to be funny 100 percent. just okay. like in just like in church are you kidding me oh my gosh when it was church time and you get to pull the missalette out oh let's go 126 <laughs> let's go pull out your hymn book and go to the uh, the missalette the missalette and go to 126 and get on there and I, all of a sudden you open it up and it goes though the mountains may fall and you go <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> yeah. i would look i'd look i'd look up at that board that told you the song numbers you know what was up what which one for the whole site i always look at the very last song Right, the last one was all. That was where you got "Mountains May Fall." It was always the way out, right? Like, it was. It was an uplifting. Yeah, song, let's yeah. go. Let's guess. It's out time. <laughs> Peace, God. So we would. I would always look at that, and I go straight to it. What is? What is it? Oh, bummer. Oh. But man, when the mountains may fall, or whatever that thing is, <laughs> and the hills turn to dust, yet the, the love, love of the Lord will stand <laughs> as a something for all. Who will we'll call, call on his, his name, name, sing the praise and the glory of God. Don't forget to turn your headlights off. <laughs>